like my dreams out of reach. This pain and all this grief. You see God and you have to speak. Tell him it's crazy in these streets. Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. We are back again, Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. This is your boy, Pastor Phil. I'm waiting on my other hosts. They may be on protest because I ain't paying them nothing. Um, I don't know what's going on. They'll be around in a second. But, man, I'm excited about today's show. A good, good brother, good friend of mine um, who we've served together in Chicago and just leading the nation on hip-hop churches, leading the nation uh, and awakening MCs about about uh, um, a better way to even in, embrace their craft and uh, sustain a career for the long haul. But we'll talk a little bit about that later. But right now, without any further ado, right now, Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. We got my brother, none other than the world-renowned, humble Curtis Blow. What's going on, Curtis? How you doing, brother? <laughs> All right. Pastor Phil, this my pleasure and my honor to be here today with you. You know how we do. Yeah. You know, this is uh, uh, God's team right here. We are right. the servants, the soldiers, the warriors, however you want to put it. We are yeah. God's army. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to at, at least express ourselves yeah. to what God has done and the miracles that we have seen and just the awesomeness of our father in heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, Curtis, uh, man, I love you and I appreciate you and thankful for you being on the show with us that uh, folks can hear a little bit more of your story. Some folks know Curtis from different things and different movies and the music and different interviews. But right now here on this uh, time on this show, and I know we got a little time with you. Um, share, um, with folks, your 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 journey, uh, your journey uh, from from being uh, uh, one of the founders of hip hop and and moving the uh, you know uh, Def Jam further and and, and, and things uh, with, with within hip hop, and how you blossomed and blew, grew deeper in your faith with with, with the Lord, man. Well, it, it really is a long story. I know. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I could talk about this for at least two hours, but to, to make a long story short, I uh, found God in my life. I, I, I guess it was when I was at the peak of my career and I was just uh, sitting around bored. You know, once you reach the mountaintop, it's like, mm. you know, I got, I got a, a, a enough drugs, enough uh, sex, enough money in my life. It just made me greedy. You know, wow. the more I got, the more I wanted. And mm. so I sat down one night. I was like, man, is this what the top of the mountain looks like? Is, wow. is this what life is all about? And so I picked up the Bible and started reading the Bible and Man, that's what really changed my life, the, the fact that uh, I found out I have an old soul. And I remember reading the Old Testament and, uh, uh, you know, the first uh, 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 part of the Bible, which 
uh, has a lot of stories, a lot of mm. old school stories that I remember seeing as a kid and how much I loved them. Like, you know, uh, uh, the robe and the Ten Commandments and uh, uh, Samson. I found out Samson is in the Bible. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I was amazed and just intrigued about reading all the stories that were in the Bible when I started reading. And then I got to the Gospels yeah, and, and, and Mark, Matthew, Luke and John and how these stories told the stories in a similar fashion about Jesus and how incredible Jesus was. And when I learned about all the miracles and all the, the sermons and preaching and teaching and, and the philosophy of Jesus Christ and how he was a, 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 a healer of amazing, amazing uh, uh, force of power to be reckoned with. And so that was amazing to me. I just fell in love with the Bible. I started reading it every day. I mean, it be became a mission for me to complete and read the whole Bible. And I did. I actually got to Revelations. And when I got to that book, I, I don't want to say I became hell scared, but <laughs> it's more like, you know, I, I wanted to get myself together before Jesus comes back. Yeah. And so that's when I started going to church. I got saved in 1994 and uh, at church on the way uh, out in L.A. with uh, mm. Pastor Jack Hayford, who was a, a legendary preacher. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he, you can see him on TBN. He was on TBN all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, just going to church and fellow, fellowshipping with other Christians and learning about, you know, uh, this spiritual walk and how God changed me. I changed the way I walked, changed the way I talked, changed the way I thought, right. you know, about many different things. And it was just a, a, a transformation for me that was so incredible. And um, so I, I actually got into a health scare in 2017 a long story short, I have I, I have four heart operations, and man, I, I can't begin to tell you how God came forth, and I am a walking, living, breathing testimony of the fact that God is still in the miracle business. Amen. Because you got and you got a little Pookie's heart now. You got a brand new joint. So I yeah yeah uh, out of those. Four or five operations. Uh, the last one was a full heart transplant. Man. So I am, uh, 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 man, a living, breathing, walking testimony that yeah. you know the great physician is real, and yeah. God yeah. is able to do for you what God did for me. So I I, I I establish a covenant a covenant with God, which is like an agreement to. God, I said, thank you for keeping me here and giving yeah. me a ch second chance at life. And I will promise I will preach and teach the gospel for the rest of my life. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I am a minister. Well, I was a minister in 2007. Wow. Uh, 
okay. uh, and went back to college, uh, Nyack College Seminary School, and yeah, and yeah. Uh, it was amazing just learning about God and uh, really fellowshipping with the professors and the other teachers and students right there. And it's a whole new life. It's a whole new, brand new start of a life, and it's incredible. Let me ask you, Curtis, what would you say to young MCs who love the Lord, who are trying to find their way now, um, you know, to to rhyme in a way that uh, is relevant, right? And yet, you know, biblically accurate, culturally sensitive. Uh, what would you say to them now as a as a brother who's been on, you know, in, in both worlds, you know, um, in, in, in the hip hop game? Well, um, this is what I have experienced myself. And I just uh, posted this uh, last week on Instagram. You can check it out. Um, that uh, my scripture for rappers okay. is coming out of the, the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs eighteen twenty-one, which states that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat its fruit. Mm. And what that is basically saying is that the, the tongue is really powerful. Your voice, what you say is really so very powerful. Like I say, you, you, you know, we have verses like you, we have this saying called name it and claim it. You know, so what you say will come to pass. So stay positive, speak positively, speak life, speak. You know, my whole thing is I look at life as life is the glass half full, as opposed to many other people who look at the life as the, a glass half empty. And so we need to always stay positive, especially now more than ever since we are going through so many uh, traumatic uh, situations in life from the pandemic to the uh, injustices to uh, many people from the criminal justice system to politics to uh, health and wellness to women's rights to sustainability, uh, reparations, all these issues that we are talking about and facing right now, which are really uh, uh, life as being life that is upside down. And uh, so I, I, I want to encourage all the young rappers to stay positive in this world of chaos. Life is upside down. So the only way we can ever enjoy and live your life to the abundance uh, that you are supposed to is to find God in your life and just make a change, make that change. The, the most important thing is that what you think and what you say and what you do should all be in harmony. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to welcome Pastor Jay, who is on the mic with us as another co-host of Church on the Block. Yo, and what's up, everybody? Hey, Curtis. Good to see hey, you, brother. Hey, All right, my man. 
And I know, Curtis, you got a little bit more time left. I want to be sensitive to that. Um, so, so Curtis, the way things are in 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 hip hop, you know, uh, today, uh, do you see them like being the same as they were when you started? You know what I mean? Everybody thinks that oh, this is new, this is different. Um, but in light of whether it's the attitude, whether it's the style, or um, what do you what do you see um, that that uh, you know the the the, the the culture of hip hop going right now. Well, uh, for me, I, I see it. Uh, hip hop, the culture has definitely changed throughout the years. We had our political moments with uh, Public Enemy and yeah. people like KRS One and right. so forth and so on. And then we had our our, our gangster rap moments with the West Coast, and <laughs> uh, and now I see a change to what they call drill rap is a new form of gangster rap, but it actually involves uh, violence and murder and, and uh, something that uh, I was against from the, uh, the very beginning. You know, the fact that we are hip hoppers and the culture was created out of the uh, need to do something different other than being a gang because we all were in gangs during those days in the 70s back yeah. in New York. And so we use hip-hop to uh, as escapism from all of mm. the trouble that we could get in from you know poverty to robbing and stealing to uh, violence against these other gang wars. I mean... It was our savior. A lot of people people can say hip hop saved my life, but now it's like it's the opposite. So the MC is supposed to uplift the community, right? But right. now it seems like the MCs and rappers are tearing down the mm. community. So um, I don't want to jump out there and 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 alienate myself no. to any of the young people out there because I, I actually love them and the future is theirs. Our hip-hop culture is the number one stream music genre in the whole world. Right. And and it's, we live in a hip-hop generation. We live in a, a hip-hop nation. And, and the uh, vocalists the communicators, the orators have the power. We are the voice of the people. Right. So the people are obviously hurting right now. Right. So this is the language, the language and the communication that you are experiencing now. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a way where we can change it and get back to trying to uplift each other. And right support each other and love on each other. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I don't see that happening. Huh. And I, I pray for everyone that we can let God come in and touch our hearts. And I know we got to wrap up in a second, but I don't know. One little thing I was going to say is, you know, they, 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 I saw something on the news the other day where 
Mugs are rapping about what they stole from Mariah Carey's house. Or they're rapping about what they stole from this uh, uh, big star's house. It's crazy. And then the cop was like, if you think you're going to get away with it and then rap about it, you better think again. You know what I mean? So, you know, music has always had levels of influence. And so, Curtis, I thank you for your influence for all these years and, and your influence in my life as a friend. And want to pay homage to you. We want to get you back on the show. And we want to bring in uh, Chuck D. Like you say, we'll find a time to get you both on there yep. and talk. And okay. um, and other artists as well. You know, Run, um, LL, you know, Kendrick, uh, other cats that we can connect right with on. you, man. So just for other okay. people to know the backstories. But brother, thank you for your time. God bless you on your next class you're teaching. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on soon. Okay, thank you. Thank God you, bless you. God bless, man. Right. We'll be right back with Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come back with us. Here we are, y'all. Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Had a great conversation with my good friend, Curtis Blow. Had a chance to go out to California with our staff from the firehouse, and we had dinner with him and his wife, man, just catching up with him and hearing great funny stories about their journey of 40 years together. But man, Curtis said a lot of powerful things. And you know, it, it's humbling to know somebody like a Curtis Blow. It's not like, oh, you know Curtis Blow. This is like a guy who was one of the premier single artists in in, in, in hip hop. Like, like you know, Def Jam, Russell started this whole right. thing. Really a lot of it on the back of Curtis and a lot of other artists who kind of went from there, right? And so- um, you know, and some people don't really know Curtis Blow and know his story, right? And man's got over 200 and something songs out there that he's mixed or produced and uh, samples folks have taken from his stuff. And, and he's lived a lifestyle from the music in that, in that context, right? And so I really appreciate about his longevity in this work. He hasn't faded to black, which is his own prerogative. I mean, he don't need to answer to nobody, but in the context of a calling even on his life to be involved in in, in that, right? And you, you find that cats don't know a lot about these other artists that way. Like I was at the store Oh, no, I was helping a young cat get something with his, with his driver's license together. And the lady said, oh, yeah, you just go down to the floor, LL. I said, LL, how can you tell? She started laughing. He's like, who's LL? Are you serious? Don't get on the elevator, elevator with me. Go take the stairs. But even in the midst of that, LL is even around. LL is still uh, having a big conference, right? The Rock the Bells conference he just had in August, right? So the the need for that. For, the, for those artists to be there, I think has was one of the key things, I think, that has sustained hip-hop over the years. It's Even look at rock music. The, the daggum Rolling Stones probably having a concert somewhere right now. You know, they're all in wheelchairs and scooters or whatever on the stage, but they're going to talk about no satisfaction, da-da-da, right? It's looked at as noble in rock music, right, for the cats to be around that long and so at these concerts, but oftentimes in hip-hop it's, it's 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 not, but even even if they're not doing a concert, just the reality that they're still around is like you know why are you still here. But these cats are here; and they have a voice in the midst of it. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, what's up, y'all? Hey, thanks, Phil, for that, man. Like, I, first of all, I don't even think people realize how iconic it is to just have Curtis Blow dropping knowledge to us here on Holy Culture <laughs> right. Radio, right? Like, we sitting here with a culture 
that has influenced every single one of us that this brother was like a, a pioneer in creating. Like right. He was there in the early 80s, late 70s when this thing was kicking off, right? Man. First one talking about we playing basketball. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't Bow Wow, y'all. That wasn't right. Bow Wow. No, it no. It wasn't just no, on that was uh, 2K. Love. It wasn't just on 2K. I know that's right, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I rule the world. Yeah, right. I took that from Curtis, exactly. yo. Like, that's Curtis' joint. Yep. So when you think about it, if you ain't never seen the movie Crush Groove, go right. ahead and get Ooh. that boy right now. Look at it. It tells Curtis' story in there. The whole start of Def Jam. Yep, don't like, get on the mic and teach you Crush Groove. Right. Come on, man. That's what Crunch Groove is classic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the, I just want to start there. Like the the kind of like the way I revere him and I'm thinking about him right now, like that's because I understand the culture. Like right. I understand hip hop. And even if I can like value what I hear on the radio now and I can say like, yo, some of these kids, some of these dudes killing it. Like I might not necessarily like like their style, but yo, they doing their thing. I can right. respect that. But I know that it's always built on the shoulders of people like Curtis. Right. And Run, right? And DMC and like, you know, Queen La and like all <laughs> these artists, you know, and Light. Light, all these yeah. ones that like yeah. are the are the pioneers of this thing that that now we don't know about because MC Light just do all the award shows. So we just think she's just the award show lady. Right. But like, yo, she was a pioneer in hip hop. Latifah don't just have a makeup line, right? And just ain't the, <laughs> the equalizer. Like she right. was a dope MC back in the day. Yeah. Nity, right. and when you what know you that, yo, come on, man! <laughs> like you know, you watch uh, SVU and you see uh, Finn <laughs> on there, yo. That's Ice T, bro. Like he was a, a, <laughs> a hip hop pioneer, and so like I just, I just really want people to recognize first and foremost how valuable it was to have his voice and to know that he's walking with the Lord the way that he is. Like, Holy Culture Radio, recognize what you just received. Yo, shout out to Curtis right, Blow. Right. Shout out to you, Pastor Phil, for bringing them on. Like, that was a moment right there. That was a moment. But, yo, real talk. The other thing is, like, I think that when we think about the longevity of hip-hop, this is one of the things that Curtis said in his interview was, yo, hip hop is like the global culture, right? It is the largest selling music genre now. It's like the most powerful culture. But any, anytime I travel anywhere in the world, I never get away from hip hop. I've been in the most rural uh, like places in in and in, in continent uh, the continent of Africa. Like I was in rural Kenya with the Maasai, and it was like graffiti painted on the walls, and there were like people who didn't even have like real structures. They had like tin roof structures, and they're cutting hair, and they got a boombox in there playing hip hop. Right? Like I'm like, whoa, this thing is serious. And so if we recognize that. Then we start talking about it as a holy culture. When we start talking about, yo, God loves hip hop too. Now we're talking about how much God loves the world. So when we recognize that, now it's super important, especially yeah. those of us who love Jesus right. and love hip hop, for us to know the origins of hip hop the way we should know the origins of our faith. Yeah. Like we should be just as uh, tuned in to, okay, what was, we should know. It shouldn't be, uh, in my opinion, it shouldn't be like, new information for Curtis Blow to share that hip-hop was created in order to stop folks from being in yeah. gangs. Like, yeah. no, that was the origin of hip-hop. It was right. all about peace, love, unity, and having, having fun, fun, right? right? Like, we trying to get away from that. We don't want to fight on the streets and beat each other up. 
We're going right. to fight it out on the break dance floor. <laughs> right. right? Like, it's that's what his purpose was. Yeah. So, man, like, to all you young MCs, whether you, you know, you just getting started trying to figure this thing out or, you know, you've been in the game for a minute, like, right. make sure you know these pillars of hip-hop, right? And especially if you really looked up Curtis Blow, you would have known how on fire for the Lord he is and how much he's done right. for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Same way um, play from kid and play is doing right. right. Like you got to know, <laughs> right. But if you don't know who these people are, then you won't know uh, people to tap into not only for the hip hop, but for your faith as well. So that's true. Yo, big, big shout out Phil for bringing Curtis. Yeah, up. Man. And we, we got to have him back so we could talk a little bit more uh, about that journey. You know, you find uh, uh, the movie, what was the movie with about, about the, um, uh, Bobby Brown and them, right? And 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 when they highlighted over Curtis uh, on their story, right? And yeah, Curtis was like, yeah. "Wait a minute, wait a minute, I want to ask him about that. Did you really walk out? As your name was on the marquee, <laughs> but it was underneath. Um, um, uh, what was the group, man? Bobby New Edition, yeah." <laughs> we can't think of new edition, right? And they just, they <laughs> Forgive had, us, new edition. You know, we love you, Mr. Telephone. I don't know what song they made a hat out, but Curtis was like, hey. "What?" He walked out on the show, but but I say all that, you know, the the, the legacy of that is is important to recognize, and I think artists, uh, the ones we mentioned, and others are around one because it's a, it's in their passion, and it's like they are the originators of all that, right? So they want right. to keep and continue to keep the purity of it as as much as as much as they can, or have as much influence as much as they can. I mean, you know, there's always a difference between what I always say, elders and old folks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Facts. <laughs> right. Elders are gonna be like, baby, come here for a second. I said, you want something to drink? No, no. What that boy talking about over that? And they're gonna be gentle with you. They're gonna love on you. They're gonna walk with you. They're not gonna judge. I just want you to think about that next time he come around. You okay? Come talk to me tomorrow. Now, old Paul gonna be like, look here, boy, and they're gonna come hammer down, judgmental. You know, that's why. That's like when you watch the Wu Tang uh, 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 movie, right? And that lady yes. snapped on everybody in the. Thing. They threw a, threw a rock to her crib. She caught a cop and dude died. You know what I mean? Yes. And the whole little yes. thing. So that's an old person, you know, not not right. necessarily not necessarily elders. So I say that in hip hop, there are elders out there, right, that have that kind of um, appreciation, grasp of the culture, and grasp of of where you know they they're adding the culture. They ain't trying to go back yeah. and you know you you'll see LL rapping on auto tunes unless on that song you're doing it wild. I don't know if he did it on that song, but in the context of I'm gonna catch up with the new cats and just do what they do so I can be hip with it. Nah, those who are about that life and embracing the culture, they they're maintaining that who they are and in, in, in the integrity of it all, right? And so when we talk about your artistry, like if anyone is going to dive into painting and be a visual artist. There's some history you got to know. Like, why is these these particular way the the curves on this painting are this way, and and the style of that particular artist may may exemplify a style, you know, um, that you're that you're doing. You know, Bossier style may be different than uh, other folks' style. So, in the context of grabbing that, uh, it's good to know some background with that with that piece. You know, so I think a lot of secular artists, you know, don't know. Some do know. Some are in between. Um, but it's 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 important. To, to know that history and to and embrace that. You know, we've had Curtis yeah. Blow a couple of times here at the at the house or at our at our at our fire fest and, and he's rocking. The man was 70 something did an up rock move on the stage. Everybody was like, yo, we bring the ambulance. I mean he was good. He was stood up, you know, and, and, and did his thing. And so just just 
And when, when he came here to the hood to do this piece, man, we brought him to all the little hood spots and poke saw him and talk to him. It is like, yo, we want to let folks know you are loved. He's a legendary hip hop artist. You got albums. You, you know, you got down on the dance floor with it. Um, who's here. And he wasn't, he was just humble to embrace that reality, right? Not to be like, I need a, I need a, in the green room, I need cheesecake bites. Um, <laughs> You know, I need special lemonade. No, it was just a regular humble cat. And then there's there's maybe time for some things that way. And then there's right. times to be to be more human in, in the midst of all of that. <laughs> Yo, like <clears throat> I ain't gonna tell people that you was just quoting stuff off your speaker writer. Yeah, y'all know Pastor <laughs> Phil need like special cheeses and you know what I'm saying. You got to pick my fourteen page writer. My fourteen page. With a certain avian water in exactly. the back. Like, no, like, no, 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 real talk. <laughs> like, what I do love about, um, you know, this whole idea is like, yo, like, think about this. When we are, like, allowing the elders, as you call them, to speak into our lives, what we're doing is we're giving ourselves kind of like a head start so that we don't have to repeat and, like, try to do things over and over and over again. No, like I'll give you a shout out, right? Our guy Phenom, right? Like Phenom, uh, huge Chi-Town gay. Uh, and and like, yo, he he but he works, you know, with the firehouse and does this 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 uh MC school, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I've sat in on an MC school class, right? And one thing he does is he pulls out different MCs right. and makes the uh the MC school students rhyme like that MC. Right. Because the goal is like, what is their cadence? Do they use A, B, A, B patterns? Do they use wow. A, B, A patterns? They, right? Like he tries to help them understand the artistry, but he's not jumping them off from you got to figure it out. It's this person has already done this. How do you take what they've done and innovate it? Right. Yeah. A lot of times in hip hop, you know, um, a lot of folks don't realize that really what you're getting is innovated styles from the old school you're not yeah. getting somebody who's doing something new yeah. you know this whole like sing songy style right now if you ain't never heard of a group bone thugs and harmony Ooh. i don't know what you do like <laughs> we've been doing that for a minute you know what i'm saying yeah, and yeah. and people took it and made it their own right? right so i love the fact that that's what elders do elders yeah. give you a foundation to build on and then they allow you to keep stacking stuff on top of that right. so that it's innovation not recreation Ooh. And when it's innovation, you remember the original people because all you're right. doing is innovating. But when you think you created it or something new, yeah. then you don't look back on the past. You just go, oh, look what I made. Right. And that's right. what's got to stop, right? Like, that's why we need to know Curtis. That's why we need to know Queen Lai. That's right. why we need to know these people right. so that we're using the right language and we're letting those coming behind us know we just want you to innovate because you got to know where you came from. Right, right. That's like, we're we going to see Wu-Tang this week. Wu -Tang, Can't right? wait. Nas, Wu-Tang, and Buster Rhyme. Right, right. Buster Bust. <laughs> As Christian pastors, master's degree, brothers pursuing yes, yes. doctor degree, we are going to this concert, you know? Uh, yeah. And we'll go to many more, right? We're going to be up in New York, uh, objectively, hopefully next year, and doing something. Come on. Uh, but being able to see these cats, they are so freaking creative. And the beats, I was, I've been rocking them all week going to the Yo, the beats are like... They just classic. They don't. They don't. They don't age. You know. They're yes. like. There's no way this this beat is still up to date. Like you could rock this beat right now. Now, <laughs> I mean, some cats would want to be like, you know, 
you know, it ain't it ain't the kind of beat, you know, but but, but it is pure hip hop in, in its yes. essence, right? Mugs don't have three verses no more. They got two verses, right? right? <laughs> they got two verses. And they got. A, they spend more time on the chorus or the hook than on they the do hook, on, the, on, on the verse. On the hook, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying started from Nevada. Now I counted 22 times he said that in that whole song. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> we do. We started from the top, now to the bottom with this one song. <laughs> but no, I just think, but but again, you know, hip hop has always been sender receiver friendly. So it's yes. always one where the relevancy starts with those who are sending it, but they also are receiving it. So even starting from the bottom now, it is relevant to the fact that this is the culture is, 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 is you know, rocking to this piece, you know. Bro, God that's a dope plays. hook. I can't lie. That's a dope hook. Oh, like, yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. so catchy. Everybody started from the bottom now. We're here. Yeah. You, it's not a moment in time where you can't apply that. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> it's a dope hook. Yeah. But I wish it was some meat with the bars. After. I need, yeah, I need some saying. more. I, and it's not like, you know, there's some other, you know, be like, I want the, I, I don't want the hook to drive the song. I like, I like, right. I like the, right. The, the lyrics and the, and then all of a sudden the hook was just crazy but get back what did he say oh my god right yeah, so yeah. yeah went to the Kendrick Lamar concert crazy artistic swag just like like I didn't get enough I didn't I was so full from the first artistic piece but I'm like y'all ain't even I ain't even digested that piece yet now you got the puppet out there then you got the piano then you just drop the stage and then you just what I mean the man had a a little enclosed thing like they were getting COVID tested and it was like we gonna be all right okay now I'm bridging the fact that oh my god mind blown so uh just creative pushing the envelope with that yo you're listening to Holy Culture Radio Church on the Block real talk about hip hop the church in the streets man channel 154 Sirius XM hang with us Church on the Block real talk about hip hop the church and the streets we are back Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets, man, with my man, Pastor Jay in the building. Yo, what's up, Pastor Phil? Let's do it. And we want to congratulate, you know, uh, Ruckus, because he's making a ruckus by packing boxes today, as he's about to move, and man closed on a house. Um, Yeah. He's moving to his new career pretty soon. We may be recording a show from his career. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Man, man, that boy moving on up like the Jefferson. Like the Jefferson, you know what I mean? To the top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he danced like Sherman Hensley too. Um, stop, so. stop. <laughs> you know he would have got you back. I'm gonna say what he would have said. He said he just said you got the hairstyle like Sherman. <laughs> oh, he would have he would have said that. He would have said that. I danced like him, but you got the hair like him. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So well, yeah, I'm glad you're not watching the show. Uh, no, no, no. Um, respect, Ruckus. <laughs> so oh, man. we're now. Want to look at? We've, you know, we had a great conversation with Curtis Blow. If you see, you know, you didn't uh, hear the earlier part of the show, and then we're talking about the longevity of of of, of hip hop and these legendary artists who have maintained their visibility and involvement and impact in that way. Now we want to talk about artists who love the Lord, who rhyme for the Lord in that context. Right now, when we go back, like to the, you know, to 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 you know, rap fest way back in the Burton M was doing a rap fest in, in, in New man. York. That thing was off the chain. I mean, yep. you know, it was, it was crazy. Mugs was coming out. Mugs was getting signed at spots like that. we go to Flavor Fest, right? Flavor yes. Fest, where yes. um, Lecrae was first heard by Cross Movement and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? I remember Truth was first heard some spot, and then Flame. I was in a. Th- I was somewhere. I was somewhere. They were like, "Yo, I like this cat. We like this cat." They were looking to sign cats, but way back though, you know, just like 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 hip hop started, it was just so 
bumped in the church, not not you know dissed in the church that it was not even uh, respected to have to to play anywhere. But like like um, uh, you you got D Boy Rodriguez, but even even D Boy Rodriguez, there was a there's a there's an African American brother man. Um, he came on. He was like the Curtis Blow of hip hop, of Christian hip hop at that time. Um, Michael, uh, Michael Worsley, not Michael Worsley, uh, Michael. I'll think of it in a second, but man, he had a song called The Bible Rap, and he was rapping about <laughs> the books of the Bible. Um, and I get it. Some cats started out like, you know, as youth pastors, and they had a skill, and they took off, um, and and yet maybe they weren't thinking of the longevity, you know, of, of ministry in that field. And oftentimes, maybe they got just beat up. You know, there's only so much you can take knowing God called you to this, and there's no other real, real, real support. And so you feel like I'm just out here by myself, constantly getting beat up, and nobody's giving me any kind of move. So I'm just going to do, I'm gonna do something different, or I'm going to go back to rapping on the streets, or whatever the case it might be. But as we look at, you know, the longevity of the art, like, 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 uh, would you say um, traditional uh, artists, right? Uh, who who rhyme? They, there's a longevity with that space, right? I just want to ask and wonder, is that same longevity in the same space with uh, with artists who love the Lord? Is that same artist artistry and and commitment there? I mean, you, you find Kirk Franklin, he flowing in and out from one nation. He didn't have so many groups. One nation, right. new nation. We was a nation. And he didn't held it down, man. He didn't. You know, whatever happened legally or whatever happened this way and that way, he didn't make things. And I, don't, I ain't saying because I know anything. I'm just saying I'm sure some things happened like that. But he's got that sound that I'm, I'm I know that there's a generation out here that that can be awakened to this. And I cannot not do it. I mean, he had Maurice White back in the day. I mean, he done us, did some stuff with artists that when, when he had salt, uh, was it salt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when he had stomp, like, oh my gosh, you got her in the thing. But anyway, there is. Um, there's there's some longevity in that, right? Um, but I just wonder, in in, in the longevity in, in in gospel per se, with Kurt cats like Kurt uh, and other some you know some other artists, Molly Music, Jonathan McReynolds, there is an awareness of cultural uh, needs for for the gospel to be relevant and yet be culturally relevant, biblically accurate at the same time um, to move the 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 people in that generation, whoever forward you know i wonder if the same way with with christian mcs christian mcs thinking that way yeah yo i think what that makes me think about the most though is um i think that people have always desired to have longevity um as an mc whether you were doing it as one who loved the lord or whether you were just getting started nobody ever jumps on the mic and say i'm just in this for a minute yo like (laughs) i plan to be a one-hit wonder like nobody says that like everybody plans to have some longevity plans to be able to make music people gonna feel me but what happened especially for those who are like rapping um and really love the lord early on was um you had that first wave of like MCs who were rapping about the Lord and all that stuff that were just totally dissed by the church, right? Like <laughs> totally dissed. Yeah. And so that next wave of rappers, they they went the extreme opposite way. <laughs> they wanted to be affirmed and accepted by the church at all costs. True, and true. so I think all of it was driven by a desire to have longevity. And it was built on the foundation of what they saw before. 
Mm. So, you know, Phil, you always shouting out, you know, the early folks, PID and all these guys like <laughs> right. that people never really heard of. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that they should have heard right. of. Right. Fred Lynch and Paul Richard, you know, you, you oh, no, no, no. PID. And then you got then you got you got a uh, uh cats uh Lavoisier out of New York. You know, yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, Phil got a whole Rolodex. If you want to know who the first rappers for the Lord was, like Phil Jackson is the dude to ask, right? I'm a little more of that like next wave, right? Like I know the like mid to late 90s like folks, right? Yeah. And yeah. as I stepped into it and like really started listening to hip hop that was for Jesus, right? Like, I, yo, these dudes were so biblically like everything had to be biblically sound right theologically and if somebody wasn't like that they was kind of getting shunned because they like yo we've been there already and the church don't accept that and since we dropping for the lord like the like the regular hip-hop ain't really checking for us and if the church ain't checking for us we are here by ourselves (laughs) so they really went they went the other way like we need the church to like accept us and want us and so the the way to be have longevity was like be accepted by the church make music that the not the elders feel but the old folks gonna go <laughs> i may not like that music but at least they representing jesus uh, and they talking about the bible right, you know and, right, and so right. that's what we got right like so you got these like you know you know lecrae's early stuff you know riding with my top down listening to jesus jesus music, yeah. music right like we want to make sure you know that we're separate you know i can remember <laughs> when cross movement made like started their cross movement uh ministries that was separate from cross movement yeah, records yeah and they had a whole little cd they dropped and like one of the main things on there was like they're like us calling ourselves christian hip-hop is not like we're retreating from hip-hop you know we're not trying to say that we're different we're just trying to say like we're in the same store. We want to classify where in the store to find what you're looking for. Uh-huh. So when you go to the grocery store and you're looking for the fruit, they have an aisle that says fruit. <laughs> it's still part of the grocery. Right. And I'm like, ah, you know, but I knew what they were trying to right, do, right? right? Like they were right. trying to be appealing to the church right. so that the church could be like, oh, it's different, but you know, but they, they still in the same grocery store, you know, right, like they were right, trying to right, create right. a metaphor for that. <laughs> and what I think has happened now and this is why I was talking about, you know, innovation versus recreation is since people aren't as focused on that anymore and there is a space yeah. for you to kind of like rap about Jesus and still be accepted, you know, in the regular, like the whole hip hop world. Right. You don't have to like be put in this Christian like bubble anymore. Right. You know, you got the chance to rappers and all these people who like just made it cool to talk about right. Jesus. Right. Now people are like, yo, I don't have to pick a camp. I don't have to be like, oh, I want the church to love me. Oh, I don't have to have the street love me. I can just be myself. Right. But they think that they've recreated that. They think they've created that <laughs> because they don't know. PID and Cavassier and all these people you was talking yeah. about. And they don't even know for real, for real, cross movement and Raiders of the Lost right. and like all, you know, Corey Red and all these people who was already tunnel doing rats. this thing. Ooh. Tunnel rats. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. They don't know these dudes. New breed with tunnel rats. Like, yo, ooh, you take me back, Phil. <laughs> they don't know these people. And so they thinking like, oh, we the first ones to be like in MC battles, but rapping for the <laughs> Lord. No. Tunnel Ross was doing that back in the nineties, yo. You're not the first one to do that. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. By getting dissed by By people outside the church and people in the church, getting dissed by both. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I just want to say, like, that's why it's important for longevity, like, to be based on like foundational stuff and be innovation. So we can say, yo. Man, I need to catch up with propaganda and these dudes that was part of Tunnel Rats back in the day because they were already doing this back in the day. 
You know what I'm right. saying? And since they were already doing it, as I'm trying to innovate and do it differently in 2022, let me go back to what they was doing in the late 90s, early 2000s and be like, yo, how can I do this even better? Yeah. So anyway, I just think that's what we got to talk about, even in, in, yeah. in uh, Christian rap. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think, I think, I think, you know, I don't know how it is with labels and stuff now, but I know in, 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 in you know, traditional hip hop, you're going to find labels, radio, streaming, things can dictate what will be played and how it will be played. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily uh, know in light of how, you know, if it's if it's still the same, we're going to play what's safe and other and, and, and other sections, right? Um, there's always... Phil, you know what it is, man. I'm not, not Holy Culture Radio, everyone. I want to make sure I separate <laughs> that before I make this right. statement. This is not how we do things on Holy Culture right, Radio. Right. But most radio stations, man, it's pay to play. It ain't Ooh, really about what's safe. It's who going to keep greasing the palm of the DJ or the radio <laughs> right, station right, right. so they could get so many spins a day. Yeah. So anyway, but not Holy Culture Radio, once again, everyone. Yeah, see, that's... that's that's why my music never got played. That's why my nev- my album never got. I didn't have no money to get to the DJ and them. I was like, "Yo, you give us stuff," and it was, a, it was a whole other person with a whole other language. You didn't even say, <laughs> "I know I'm like English." What? What? Um, so um, just just the reality that that you know, um, yeah, there were people thinking critically. I would believe about what they're trying to do, and, and had maybe a label or maybe uh, an opportunity that they were going to go to theologically w- wouldn't let them go, so they, they went with what was what was comfortable. I mean, just like any aspect of the art, or just like uh, a peculiar calling of God to call you to um, Addis Ababa, you know, in Africa, um, to serve folks in in housing or do whatever, you cannot not do that. So I say that in the context when you're when you're a pure artist, you're doing it for the art. I mean, what was it? It was a Basiat who, who like. He paid his rent for his sisters by painting on a napkin or a door. Them things is worth millions now, right? Like my rent, and I can buy a crib by selling that one door from a bossy, I think, because my brother painted the thing. So I say that you're doing it, for, and I think when you follow that path that God's leading you in this space, as peculiar as it might be, um, opposite of where it's going to take you in the industry-ish kind of pattern, you'll find that longevity. You know, you you know, classic beats, the song classic by. Uh, Nas, Rakim, Karis One, and Kanye snuck his butt up in there. Uh, but um, you know, um, Guru, who's I forget who's who's DJing it, but it's one of them kind of things where uh, 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 Premier, right? Premier, right? DJ Premier, yeah, DJ Premier. You know, it's it. The, you know, classic doesn't have an age limit. So I say that, and 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 Wu Tang, their music don't got an age limit. So when, when you know, you know, unless you just want a different style and drill and things like that, but in the context of it being so strong in your conviction yeah. with, with with the Lord and, and, and your passion for it, it'll sustain it'll sustain the test of time. Opposite of industry, opposite of churches, because we like, yo, that, that thing was that thing was hot, man. That was man, we were saying she was saying a lot right then. Wow. And yeah. it'll be yeah. but if but but if you if you're trying to cut and paste it, then you'll never find a way. You'll never find your own voice really in in that way. And I think that is what one dilutes all these Christian MCs or these MCs who rock for the Lord. They ain't really serious about stuff. I mean, you got Corey Red, who we talked with uh, a while back, and and you know Corey, true to his his style and true to his right. his his message, and he's it's impactful, man. And having to um, um, not be heard enough because of the particular industry or Christian folks uh, pushing away from that has created. Um, or could create, you know, a bitter Corey, but he's not. You know, he's just like he's like. Hey, there's been times where he was. Don't get me wrong, but I just say all that, man. I think 
you know, you got dynamic twins, old school groups like that. Uh, and, and Castro's just brand new ETW, SFC. You got a group called uh, Freedom of Soul back in the day. They were like the De La Soul of Christian hip hop back in the day, right? Mm. Um, per se. Uh, so I just am desiring that um, that there is a, an awareness of that of, of, of that um, move as well as well as how it matches your lifestyle. Like we talked about that uh, a little bit as well. I think. I told my staff, I said, you're never going to have to worry about all the work you put in reaching these young guys, reaching these young ladies, doing this art, engaging in transformation, and see me on the cover because I grabbed some woman's booty. That's not going to happen. Not going to be the case. I put in all this work. We got to shut the whole place down because of some lawsuit that, nope, not going to happen. You're not going to see me on the cover because I took some money and you see me out here with a 2012 Honda CRV. You're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. I am, I am committed to... Who I am, what God's called me to be, as peculiar as it might be to do this work that we do, and know God's leading us to do it, right? And so that um, the level of integrity first, right, to to what it is you're you're, you're called to do, uh, will continue to sustain that that classic, that that longevity of that kind of work. There's ups and downs, challenges, back and forth, and struggles, but it doesn't mean that Christ is not in the midst of that in, in, in the midst of that piece, man. So. I don't know if you if you want to give a word or something real real quick, Jay, to Christian MCs about longevity, about understanding history. What would you say? Like like what would you like? Yeah, yeah. Just real quick, man. Number one thing is, um, I've been saying that and echoing it over again, man. Know your history. Know who went before you. But most of all, just be innovative. Ooh. Don't copy. Don't try to be the Christian version of something else. <laughs> like be who God created you to be. Be unique. And do it as unto the Lord. That's all I would say, man. Like, I believe God honors that. Don't try to be the best Christian version of something. Yeah. Just be you, man. Like, that's what I would say. And I think that's what gives people longevity. Right. So, yo, just be you, and God's going to do with you what God has planned for you. You heard of the ghetto boys. We the we the Bible boys. <laughs> oh, we man. About every, How many every, times have we heard stuff like that? <laughs> we rap about every ghetto in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh. man. Yo, there was this dude who got a ticket from his uncle to get on a cruise. His uncle knew that he wanted to get on a cruise all his life on a boat. Man, I want to get on a boat. So the uncle couldn't go. I mean, take my ticket. This is a time when there wasn't background IDs weren't really a big thing. It was this guy's name, and he goes on the boat. Goes on the boat, man. He's having the time of his life. But every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he'd go back to his room, and he ate some food that he had packed with him on this boat. Last night of the cruise, everybody's getting dressed up. It's a fancy thing. Going to eat, and the captain's going to be there. And he's like going to the thing, and he's seen everybody going. He's dressed up a little bit, and he sees the captain going. And it's like, hey, captain, I just want to meet you. It's a great boat, my first boat ride. I've never been on a boat before, but man, I won't be able to join you for dinner. But man, this is a great thing. He said, why not? Why not? Why won't you be able to join me for dinner? He's like, man, you know, I don't got the money for it. Like, I, I got, I brought my own food. I had peanut butter jelly sandwich, I had cereal, I. Candy bars, you know, I got I ate all my food in my room. I didn't have any money. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got a ticket for this cruise and you uh, saw all the food that's here, but you never ate any of it. And you went back to your room every time and ate? He's like, yeah, because I don't have money for that. He said, dude, the ticket you got was free. It paid the cost of everything that you could benefit from. Yo, 
Christ paid the ticket, man. Christ paid the ticket that all that is on the boat ride as we walk this thing out is there before us. Christ is enough. And in your life and in my life, we have competition with that sin and lust and issues and our own egos. But Christ is enough. Surrender your heart to the Lord and God will make this ride a fantastic voyage. Y'all, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Peace. We out. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets.